You're listening to Paco Radio, brought to you by Senol on FNR, Football Nation Radio. Hello and welcome back, Paco Radio. It's been gone for a little bit, but it's back here on FNR. We will be here weekly. I'm Pure Frimpong and... Uh, of course, when we've got the return of Paco Radio, we've got to have the big boss in. Mm. Lou, thank you for nah. thank you for coming on this week. Obviously, lots of big changes have been going on in the club. Can you just take us through it and what it's been like at the start of the season for Pascaval? Yeah, sure. It's um yeah, we made a we made a coaching change um last week. It's obviously not easy. Yeah, it's um it's always a, a, a tough moment. You know, in, in a lot of in a lot of ways, a sad moment. But all I can basically say about it, we just thought it was best for both parties that we move on, and and that's what we've done. And uh, I just wish Alex and Oliver both all the best. They 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 committed them to themselves to the club fantastically. They they worked very hard, and um, I've got nothing but good things to say about them. And I just want to wish them all the very best. Um, in their future endeavours. Um, with that, what we've done is we've put in a caretaker coach. Um, we've got a gentleman that's been at our club for two gentlemen that have been at our club for about you know ten, ten to fifteen years um, in some capacity, some way or other. We've got um, we've got um, Vinko Buljabasic, who was an ex NSL player, an ex coach himself, um, who was also our football director to step in as a caretaker coach. Um, and also Nick Georgopoulos, who was um, another another gentleman that actually played for our club back in the day. His kids have played for our club, and he's he's currently um, the assistant. So with those two there, we, we believe we're in good hands at, at the moment, um, and um, we are looking for, for a coach. Um, they are caretakers at the moment, but if, a, if the right coach arises, we'll go for it. If not, we're, we're still happy to stick with them too. I think uh, something a lot of fans will want to know is: is there a kind of a timeline that you guys have set for yourself in finding a, a, a new permanent coach, or yeah. are we just kind of seeing how it well, goes? Well, well, because because of the experience of these two gentlemen in football, um, we don't feel um, that we're in a position where we're super, you know, desperate just to make a decision, just to make a decision. Um, we want the decision to be right for the club. We want it to fit. We want it to to come in and have an impact that we we desire and. Um, and that impact will be to to hopefully come freshen the place up a little bit and and, and see see where it goes from there. Look, we've got a very talented squad. We've been very unlucky with injuries this year. We've had a huge squad, and we're right down to you know we've been very very unlucky with injuries, suspensions, and all these things are happening. Um, so I think we need a you know we need something fresh. And um, like I said, because of the experience, I mean, Vinko has coached. He's won a state league uh, two title back in the day when we played with him when we were state league two with North Geelong. He's coached in the Victorian Premier League before with Whittlesea Rangers. He's a person that's super well respected around the club and around football circles. He's got a very good football brain. So it's not in a situation where we've just brought you no know, disrespect to another twelve coach, put another twelve coach in, and let's just see how it happens. You know, someone that hasn't coached. Yeah. Senior football, so you know, Vinko's never put his hand up to coach at the club because he does have kid a kid there. So, um, but he's helping the club out at the moment, and until until that moment, well, I mean, trainings. I was been in training the last couple of nights. It's been very good. Been you know upbeat, and, and you know we had a tough loss on the weekend. Um, um, you know we copped two 
you know, got five goals uh, from errors. And um, but that's okay, and that's what happens when you're in these situations and you haven't won a game for for a little while. These things happen. But we are at a club. We've got real belief in ourselves, and and um, we're not. We're, we're just we're just really happy where we're going to end up. We believe we're going to go in the right direction, and we just um, just need some players back, and it'll all turn. Is the turn for finding the the next coach of Pascoe Vale? Mm. Is that about finding somebody who sees the long term vision of the club, or uh, is that next coach just? Someone with the, you know, is just short term. Yeah, no, no, we want we want someone long term. We do we do want someone long term. Look, you know, I've been um, a president or involved in administration of the club for twenty five years. You know, when when we were there, we had two teams. We had a senior team and 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 a and a reserve team back then. And um, this is my third coaching change that we've made in a mid year scenario. In, 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 in 25 years. So it's it's something that the club doesn't do quite often. Um, so we we have always got a plan, you know, with our club and we've been quite successful. And for, like I said, for, for 20 years, the club has has enjoyed a lot of success. And for us, success is not, yeah, we haven't, we haven't had the ultimate success by winning the Victorian, the NPL, the top tier NPL. That's what our, our, our goal is. As as anyone as anyone knows, and we were there for nine, ten years. We got to a semi final. We played finals football three times. Um, so we believe we've got the structures in place to be a, a a real dominant club. So we need someone to come in and and really help that grow again. Um, we and that's what we're looking someone to complement that. We want someone that's going to come in um, where we've got the the club in the senior department at this level in terms of its support, its structures and all that, we want someone to come in that really can take it to so the next level. So it's pushing in the same direction. It's all altogether. pushing in the same direction and that's what we're actually looking for. Absolutely. And obviously, you touched on a little bit about the injuries that this team, has, yeah. the, the senior men's team has yeah. had throughout this year. How has that been like internally for the club? How has everyone coped with it? Obviously, you started really well uh, in yeah. the competition yeah. and injuries and things like that. Just yeah. haven't gone your way. Yeah. But how's the feeling around yeah. the club? Look, we've had injuries in the preseason too. It's just been one of those years. Look, because of the size of the squad, we've been able to manage it. But what, what's that? You know, you players get frustrated. Everyone gets frustrated, and it's not a good scenario. You know, um, everyone's working very hard. To fix it, the players are working very hard. The commitment's there. They turn up. Injured players turn up. They get treatment. We've got the strength and conditioning coach. We've got the physios. We've got all those practices in place. It's just one of those things that happen. And you just got to remain positive, and that's that's where it's at, you know. And it's sometimes, yes, obviously we're all human beings, and you know, frustration does kick in um, because you know how good you can actually be, you know. And we we believe ourselves and this is not coming across as arrogant and probably 13 other teams will will disagree with me but we believe we're as good as anybody in this league and um, last year we proved that the year before when the season stopped you know we were flying high we've proven that um so we we're, we're very comfortable in our own skins in our own skin or what we can what we can deliver and obviously speaking last year finishing third in the competition Obviously, where where you are in the ta- where Pascal at the moment, we're in the table, not where you'd like to no. be. But do you think there's a massive gap from where you finished last year and where the team is at right now? Yeah, there there is the in the consistency um, on in our form. The consistency in our form is probably where it's at. You know, um, the identity. So at at Paco for for many years, and football is cyclical. 
peculiar. The football is cyclical. It turns, you know. You've seen it with Liverpool and you've seen it with um, the biggest clubs in the world, you know. Um, Barcelona just went through a, a really tough moment and and Manchester United's gone. So we're not you – know, who are we? But football is cyclical, um, but we have a plan and our plan is to play a certain plan, brand of football. Our plan, our plan is to deliver a certain style for our members and we have a DNA, and our DNA has always been never to take a backward step. Um, and once that gets compromised, that's probably when I get a little bit frustrated myself. So our, our um, DNA is to never give a backward step, to, to move forward, 10th position or ninth, whatever we are at the moment. For me, that's not that's not acceptable for our club. It's not acceptable for our club, and, and that's... Not because I think I'm better than anyone else, because we're not. We're all in the same competition. But just like all the other 14 clubs have got ambitions to win leagues, that's what we are. We're not. We don't. We don't enter. We don't enter the NPL two to be there just to make up the numbers. That's not what we do, and that's not what we want to do, and that's not where we want to be. Now, no one set out the season to do that. We all believe we had a chance. We have a chance to win the league, and we still believe we have a chance to win the league. We're seven points away from. I think. Um, uh, second on the ladder, second or third on the ladder. Yeah, only yeah. two wins. Uh, two wins out of the out of first. Exactly, place. exactly. We just got to turn that form around, and once we do that, no, they've got no problems. We've got some really good players in our squad. Um, we've got a really good culture. Um, you know, obviously, when you're winning, you know that sometimes that gets stretched a little bit. But we believe that the boys. I mean, I was there last night, and um, you know, they're there. They're ready to go, and they're and they're they're, they're ready to take on Preston this week. Uh, speaking of that Preston game, obviously a really big yeah. game of the NPL too. Yeah. Uh, we expect lots and lots of fans to yeah. to turn up and show out in a, a massive number of yeah. um, supporters. How excited are you as a club for yeah. that matchup? Look, it's great. And look, I will say this about Preston: I've got an extremely close relationship with their with their president David Svetkovsky, who I absolutely admire. Um, I think what him and Zach before him. Um, have done for that club. I mean, we talk about the the cycles of, of football. Um, they people have forgotten, you know. So people will now look at Preston and they'll say, "Oh, mate, look at that! The club's just on fire. They've got everything." But I think people have forgotten. Six, seven years ago, they were in the football wilderness, you know, and and they weren't getting a thousand people or fifteen hundred to a game, you know, and people like. The people that were there back then trying to keep the club alive, I've got absolute admiration for them because when you've got your whole community on your, on your back, it's very difficult. You know, it's a very difficult moment. And then they come in, Zach Gruevsky, who I used to play with at Paco back in the day, um, he he took over, he brought it to the next level and, and now David's just, just running with it. And you see some of the things they do, it's unbelievable. And for me, apart from it's great for us this weekend because – it's a big game, you know. It's a big local derby. Yeah. You know, a lot of players that have played with us have played with them, or they'll say a lot of players that have played for them came to us. <laughs> um, you know, um, some some legend of the game. So we've got a really good relationship with them. I have got absolutely nothing but admiration for for that club, and um, I can't wait to see him on Friday night. A few friends give a few 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 hugs and cuddles. Uh, with the good people down there, and hopefully we pick up the three points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something we will love about the NPL too. Just uh, the level of competition is always so high, and it's continuing to get mm. better in NPL too. But mm. to have these kinds of derbies between Preston and, and Paco, mm. looking forward to that. Now, I want to ask you, Lou, 
obviously there's lots of things going on around the club, yeah. developments with the ground and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Is there any updates you can give uh, anybody? So, so, yeah, we have got a lot of exciting things. You know, sometimes when things don't go well, you start to really get down on yourself. But we have got some really exciting things happening at the club. So we've got the development of Hoskin Reserve, which, you know, if you come to Hoskin, you drive in, it looks a little bit tired on the outside of the football field and the car park and when you walked in, we had a shipping container as you saw it and all those little things. You know, we've over the years, over the last five to, to seven years, the club's been in excess of about $400,000 in upgrading the pavilion on our own. Um, so that, that's been pretty pretty exciting for us. But we've had already um, project number one getting started at the moment at Hoskin Reserve where we're fixing the entrance, the walk-in, the walk-in entrance of um, – of the reserve, so when you walk in, it's going to be beautified, it's going to be modernised. We've added an extra storeroom, an extra cool room area for for our um, for our, our, our cafe. Um, so that's going to really really lift the place up. Then on top of that, the two fields, which is one on the inside, which is going to be a hybrid field, um, both international size grounds, and then we've got one. On the outside, which is called, we call it the North Field, which was an old footy oval, is now going to be made into a full proper rectangular um, soccer field, f- football, f- our football field, uh, with new only real football. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, I think we had a bit of um, a bit of uh, resistance towards that. But um, yeah, so that's going to have new lights, uh, another another high level ground. You know, the grounds are all going to have a two hundred and fifty mil sand profile, which means that the drainage of the grounds are at a high level. So that means our kids can play on there more without it getting muddy. We can train there a lot often because at the moment when the ground gets a little bit muddy, we send them to other reserves and sometimes what that does is it creates a bit of a disconnect, you know. So we're really excited about the the pavilion upgrades. We've We've bought, you know, aluminium seats, but we've bought the six... Six tiered seating, uh, um, six times 50, 50 people tiered seating. So it's three hundred seats we bought that we're going to put on one side of the ground with some shade, with some with some shade um, sails on top of it to really make it into a little boutique um, pavilion. We've got a gym designed, a gym area designed that where you know that's that's the next stage. What they've also done so the tenders closes on the grounds next week. It'll go out to um, to a panel. They'll they'll put their preferred tender. Council will then sign it off. Then at the end, towards towards probably July August, we'll get off the ground, um, and then they'll start building the ground. Hopefully, to lay all the turf by December to then to then uh, grow to then germinate um, by um, by March next year. Back on the ground with high state of the art. New, new grounds. Uh, there's that. There's also the car park that is going to be um, renewed. The lighting in the car park is going to be renewed. We've got another area that looks pretty drab and dreary, which is where the, where the old cricket nets were, so to speak. That's now going to become an active recreation zone, which is going to have like one of those... Um, those, what was that show called with the gym where they do the gym? Um, oh, like a jungle gym? Yeah, no, yeah, something like that. It's going to be a bit of that, half-court basketball. Oh, nice, court. yeah. Yeah, monkey bars. The full rec centre. full rec centre. It's going to have a, a barbecue area. So there's going to be new walk paths around there. They're going to plant an extra 90 trees. It's going to be, you know, the entrance to the place is going to be rectified. So the place is going to be totally transformed, which is exactly what we need.
Absolutely. And, and does the club have a timeline of when they would like to have this all completed by or, or are we just kind well, of seeing it as it goes about? No, 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 no. So so the the extension to the pavilion is getting done at the moment. So it's all been dug up, knocked down. We've been blocked off a certain part of the pavilion there. Um, the As I said, the, the, the tenders have gone out for the, for the grounds, um, for the fields. Um, that's the fencing, it's the lighting, all that type of stuff. Um, that the tender closes on Tuesday. Once it gets awarded, hopefully in in June, then the start, it'll start by. We believe that the whole reserve should be finished by the end of of twenty twenty four, early twenty five. However, what happens for us in terms of the grounds, the fields, the 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 new extension to the pavilion? The lighting, that should be all done by next season. Fantastic. Yeah. And for the, the team and stuff like that, is there any way for the fans to help in getting involved or anything like that for lo- local, just to, to bring the morale up, is there anything for the fans to do? Yeah, look, look, morale is is, 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 is not it's not dire straits at the club. No, no, absolutely don't get me not. wrong. You know, like I said, we're a couple of wins away from, from getting back into the pavilion. But we just like the fans to get down and really support Support the boys, you know, because over the years they've provided them some great moments. You know, they've provided them some un- unbelievable moments. And what you can do at the moment is, is support the, the players, you know, because the players, you know, they carry the responsibility and the burden on their shoulders. We go there, we, 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 we work hard to, to put them on the park. People come and pay to watch and play. And, you know, they feel that burden, you know. Um, but all we've done for the last week and a half is we've just tried to give them real lift um, just try to get some positive positive messaging around the place, and that's that's where we're going. So we just want our supporters to get down there, support the boys. It's a big occasion for the club on on Friday night. You know, Preston's coming down. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really good atmosphere, and the boys just need everyone there to support them and and get behind the team. Absolutely, it's going to be an absolutely amazing game. So mm. everyone should definitely get down there because it is. I think a lot of people don't realise NPL two is actually where it's all the competition really is. I think it's a lot of a lot of fun NPL two. Well, we've been we've been we were in NPL one for a very long time, and I'm I'm not going to say here that NPL two is a better standard than NPL one. It's you know, but the, the drama is real in NPL. But the drama is real, and and you know you've got you've got actually a lot of great clubs in there. Like there there's not one club there where I think, well, that's not a good club, you know. They're all a lot of great clubs. And you just go through, you know, you got Preston, you know, who who an ex NSL um team, you know. You got Brunswick to Venice who've got a lot of history, another friend of friend of ours, Brunswick to Venice, you know, you've got Eastern Lions who've just come yeah. who, who have a really good success story recently, who've, you know, have gotten up in, you know, Normie and they've just got a great culture down there, you know. And then you've got you've got people like Lang Warren who who just you know, made an investment in a yeah. in a big name coach. You know, and it's so all these things are happening. The grounds are all all in good condition. The facilities are, are pretty good. You know, you got Kingston, who who another you know NPL one club. You know, these are clubs that have got a lot of history. Um, they know what it takes to win games. They know how to handle these moments. And it's a really really great competitive league. It, it certainly is, and I think that's something that we all love as spectators of the game and things like that. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break here and then after the break we're going to talk about some of the other teams involved at Pascal because sure. obviously it is a big club with lots of great players all sure. around. So we'll be right back after this very short break. No problems. You're listening to Paco Radio, brought to you by Senol on FNR. Football Nation Radio. 
Hello and welcome back from that little quick break here on Paco Radio. I'm Patil Frimpong. And uh, if you just missed that little first bit, we were discussing the men's team and just some of the changes happening around the Pasco Vale and obviously lucky enough to be joined by Lou here on tonight's show. First show back. So, of course, as I said earlier, we had to get the the, the main star mm. in. Now, Lou... Obviously, Pascavale is not just not just the men's team. It's yeah. obviously got great teams all around the club. Yeah. How's the women's side looking at the moment? Yeah, so our senior our senior women's um, at the moment are on top of the ladder um, in State League Three. Um, yeah, look, it's a young side. It's a young side. We've got a coach there called JJ. He, he's just also come on board. Um, they're doing really well. They're doing really well. Um, we've got, I think, six girls teams. Got six six girls team plus the senior team, so we've got seven seven teams in total. That's that, that's great. We're quite happy with that. We went up by about two teams in that, in that department. Um, so I think women's football is the future, you know. And um, you know, after COVID, I think the clubs at times, you know, have tried has tried to reconnect itself in, in a few ways. Um, so that's probably been something where we 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 really have to work harder on. In terms of, of of reconnecting the whole ecosystem of the club, but to be fair, the women's are doing really really good. Um, we've got a gentleman there called Owen Swift who was was recognised as a volunteer of Football Australia um, the other day. He's really committed himself to the girls for for so long. But we we identify that women's football. Um, we're hoping we, the team can get promoted this year, so we can start really growing that program. Um, if not, we'll definitely give it a crack again next year. We we need to sit down as a club and, and, and really start investing even more into women's football because it is the future. I mean, today I was at, I was went and had a coffee at my parents, my elderly parents, and they you know on my day off they always wait for me to go to a coffee, <laughs> and um, we we're watching my, my poor mum. She's copped it. She's had to watch. She, she's got no choice but to watch football. <laughs> um, but you know, and we were there and. Um, and it was a game on. It was it was Liverpool versus Manchester City. It was a it was like on Liverpool TV, yeah. and mate, the quality was unbelievable. So I think it's here women's football, and I, it, you know I know football Victoria and Australia have got that. They want to get that fifty fifty gender equality, and we definitely want a part of that. So that 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 is very good. With our with our um, MPL juniors, um, we've been. Pretty dominant club for a very long time. At the moment, perhaps um, I think, and I've got to say this um, uh, in a way that hopefully people take this the right way. Football, unfortunately, at our level now has become seasonal. Yeah, um, it's become seasonal. If there's a if there's a coach that someone likes, it's what have you. But we've, we we haven't we all our teams haven't hit the heights that we normally do. But to be honest with you, I sit here with a lot of pride with these with these four teams that we've got in the NPL with the with the fourteens, fifteens, sixteens, and eighteens. Um, they've all fought very hard. They've all got a lot of respect for their coaches. The parent groups have been unbelievable, and it's been a department where probably is is caused us the least amount of problems this year. Although the teams haven't normally reached where they want to be or where we want them to be, but we're really holistic about it, and we're looking and say, okay, well. It's it's fine. We're at a point where where we want to get them all into the NPL um, div, div one and and all of them into Div one again. Um, that's where we want to end up. But it's not at the detriment of changing the culture. And at the moment, we're quite happy with the culture of the teams. We feel that they are 
they're very settled, they like their coaches, the parent groups are really good, they're quite united, and it's really made me personally, myself, and our football department very happy. You know, it takes one, two, three players yeah. to get yourself back up there. That's how it sort of works. Um, so we're, we're quite happy with that. And we believe that once our facilities are upgraded, um, we've got as good as facilities as anybody to be able to, to compete at the highest level with anyone. Is that something that, you know, uh, with you guys on the board for the club, looking at that as a trying to get every single footballing program in your club just at the tops to, to really help. Is that the key to growing Pascal? Well, well you know, I'm sure my wife, will, 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 you know, she probably knows more <laughs> about football now than me because I talk about it at home all the time. But what the story is, that's where we want to get to. That's where we were. Um, are we at the top of the tree at the moment? No. Are we looking to get back there? Absolutely. Now, you need people. You need the right people. You need the right moments. You just got to keep on trying and, and, and get the situation. But it's not our intentions not to be there. Our intentions are to be there, and we we're working on some some things in the background at the moment to be able to make sure that we support the great coaches we've got, the really good human beings we've got at the club, because um, we've got a lot of them to to get to get the, the program up there. No, absolutely. I think that's something that we all love is, you know, just outside observers of um, Pascavel and mm. seeing, you know, seeing the, the players play and, and seeing mm. the community aspect is yeah. something that, you know, the, yeah. is really important that I love to see the MPL. Yeah. And how has that been going at, at Paco with that yeah. community aspect? Yeah, yeah. look, look, it, it, it's been it's been good. It's been great. Uh, look, you have like anything, we've got challenges um, all the time, you know. And like I said, I think... I think, and it's not just me, I, I would talk, and it's not trying to go on a negative slant here, but I talk to a lot of um, presidents of, of football clubs. And, you know, I think they're finding it a little bit taxing at the moment because I think what happens, and I think uh, this is not a, a, an excuse, I think people have forgotten to be nice to people after COVID. We're just having that chat yeah. off air. And, and what happens is that if people, it's become a little bit more in a situation where people just leave and, and they pick up and leave and, and you don't understand it and what have you. But what we're trying to do as a club, we're trying to make sure that we get that connection going again. Um, it's, we believe it's there, but we will need to get it better. We Even believe, more. Yeah, we believe that to, to, be a great, to be a great club and and this is where we can all improve. You know, and we are volunteers and, you know, the more the more things happen, you try to keep volunteers is, is difficult because – you, you turn up, you volunteer your time, someone says something to you, you think, oh, I don't do this for any money. So we're really conscious of hopefully making sure that our volunteers are looked after. Um, but reconnecting, I think it's a very important thing. I was watching, I was, I was listening to a, a podcast this morning and Coventry, I think they had won a game as a playoff, you know, and and they talked, the, there was a guy that was talking on there that was involved at the club and he was talking about the connection of the club. They were in the wilderness, and now they're challenging to, to get promoted into the championship. And it was really, it was really um, good to hear how people reconnect. You know, I heard another podcast the other day that a friend of mine put me onto about Liverpool. You know, this year, you know, they were a dominant force in Europe, and and you know how they went. On a, on a yeah. slump, you know, they were about to miss out. They're probably going to miss out on Champions League, you know, which who would have thought that a year ago? But Jurgen Klopp was talking about how at the club they had to change things and, and, and they 
they couldn't do things the same anymore and, and, and things had to be changed up. And sometimes you've got to go through those moments. We believe we're very aware of what our strengths are, but we're also very aware of what our weaknesses are. And at the moment, going forward, we're going to concentrate on what our weaknesses are to try and, and lift that and up. Lift the, and lift the bottom up. Yeah. And uh, obviously for you know MPL sides, sponsorship is such a massive aspect of, yeah. of being able to grow your club. How is that going yeah. on that front? Well, to be honest, this year we've had a record record year in sponsorships. Um, it's been it's been a record. We've got some unbelievable sponsors like um, Senol, um, who is just who is just a, an absolute delightful um, human being. You know, um, he does it for the game. He just you know he sponsors us. He's our major sponsor, but he sponsors football in general. He just gives. I don't think a lot of people know. What this person actually does for people, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, I don't know if you get upset that I talk to him about it, but he's done some some things that you would never know for disadvantaged people in Africa. You know, he's just an absolute gentleman of a person, and we are absolutely blessed to have someone like Senol. But we've also had some, you know, we've also had some long term sponsors like um, Joe from Catalano Interiors. Um, he's sponsored the club for twenty five years. You know, he's uh, fully invested in the club. And and I think, you know, I, I think sometimes when you, you get up and, you know, you're volunteering and, and you're thinking things aren't going well, you look at someone like uh, Joe who has spent 25 years investing in the club and you think to yourself, wow, that's just amazing, you know. You, you won't – businesses don't last 25 years. Yeah. Some businesses, you know, this person's invested 25 years. We've got. He's been you know, sponsored uh, longer than I've been alive. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. And that's and that's the type of people that give to the community, you know. And, you know, every time you talk about a sponsor, people will say, oh, it's a tax write-off. Well, you don't put money out of your pocket, you know. it's You, know, you go ask people sometimes to buy you a, a coffee and they're like, oh, I don't want to buy, you know. I'll but, buy you a coffee. Yeah, yeah. thanks, mate, thanks. <laughs> so that's the type of people that we've got at the club. You know, we've got another gentleman, RHF Stone. We've got... You know, we've just got some, you know, overall panels being there a long time. There's, there's, there's 50 sponsors, but um, it it never ceases to amaze me about the quality of human beings that are, that are out there that are prepared to give to local community sport. And I will talk about community sport if you don't mind. Yeah, you know? of course. I think, I think as, a, as a code, we need to really understand that governments need to are our biggest investors, you know, and we need to understand that. And I think as a code and community sport is really, we're all, we're all with the Hoskin Reserve thing, we had a really a bit of a turf war, so to speak. Not that we wanted it to go that way, <laughs> but it's, you know, the, there was other people that had a, had an interest in the in the reserve. We had an interest in the reserve. We thought, well, we've been here for 40 years. We, we you know, yeah. we've got we've got every right to have it. We, we put 50 people, we have 50 people, you know, we have, 400 kids playing and they, you know, you know, there's a, well, yeah, but we need it. So there are a lot of competing interests. So I think as a sport, we've got to get our particular sport, football, we've got to get in a better situation where we can um, rally governments, get governments to look at us in a lot more of a positive way um, in terms of, you know, we'll, we'll get a $1 million ground and we think, wow, how good is it? But then... You'll drive past and just drive yep. in here and going through through Princess Park. And I saw Carlton had fifty million dollars given to them to upgrade their facility. I drive past the Western Bulldogs ground, you know, to go to work, and they had a hundred million dollars. You know, um, um, uh, Cadinia Park, yeah. Geelong, 
You know, stage five is at 155 million, you know. But we sit there and we point fingers at the A-League clubs, but, you know, these people are up against it. So we need to unite as a, as a code. We need to get together and we need to make sure that we are united and we do get together and instead of pointing fingers at each other, get together, get behind the governments and really try and, and help, you know. I couldn't have said it better myself. And no. I, in terms of sponsorship, obviously you've got a, the largest number that you've had as, as a club in a while, but how, what about some new – if people want to, you know, get involved and, and sponsor the club, how do they go about that? Yeah, look, we've got a sponsorship department uh, through Yannick. He, we do um, – we do set, look, a lot of sponsors happen through through word of mouth, you know. We've, this year we have hit the ground running a fair bit. We've gone to a lot of the local uh, – local, um, communities we've given back to them you know for example the local pizza place we've gone there we buy our pizzas from there yeah. you know we try to buy coffees from the local coffee place and that have sponsored us and and what have you we really try to give back to these to these sponsors um you know it is a great way to get your name out there it is a great way to get your name out there you know we, we have an event on on thursday night um i don't know on tomorrow night at, at hopefully they can all come down you know it's hard because a lot of people just give because they just want to give, you know. Um, but you just, you know, we have we have got our websites up up getting up updated at the moment, so we do have a link that's available there. But if a sponsor does want to get on board, please get in contact through our social media. Yannick, uh, who's our sponsorship marketing man, he will definitely get onto you. He's very quick, very sharp. We'll send you out the packages, and we'll go from there. We always try to hit our local our local uh, members to, to to be able to, to chip in with that also. And that's obviously really important. And as you said, we've got, got it as a, as a cohort, we've got to come together to, to help move things forward yeah. because uh, that is the key to getting football to grow in this country and getting, and getting even the players to get better because the more support there is and the higher talent we're going to have yeah. in this competition. Yeah, we've, 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 um, we've come a, a, long, a long way as a code. There's no doubt about it. From where we were, you were too young to understand, <laughs> yeah. to understand where the game was. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't get nothing um, we, we just, the door was just constantly getting closed on us. So I think as a code, sometimes when we badger each other, we, we forget where we've come from. But the only way we will go forward is if, if we collectively unite and get together. And that's something as a code we haven't done well. We've probably all been guilty of it. Um, but that's where we need, to, we need to really collectively get together. And then the sponsors will then come on board. Because they'll say, okay, this 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 um, this 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 football community, they're big. You know? We've got the soccer, we've got the two best teams yeah. in Australia that represent Australia better than anyone in terms of the the, the race of the players, the color. When you look at Australia, so it's very incredibly diverse. You know, look at myself. Reason. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a wog. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know where you're from, but then you know the, that's what Australia is about. You know, and and we believe our club. Our particular club represents Australia better than any. We believe the diverse and our, our the area that we're in, Marybeck, which is so you know diverse and and it's great. And we we encourage and we really like everybody tapping into the local community. Yeah, and I believe if you come and see our club, you'll see the faces of, of Marybeck. Absolutely, and I, I, you know we're on this positive positive note. So I want to ask you, Lou, what's mm. been something that's has been a standout for you so far this season? What's been maybe a player or a game? Is there something that's really stood out to you this year that you've really loved about the season so far? Yeah, look, for me, the standout for me this year has been um, probably 
finally, I'm going to say, look, the women's the, the start that the women's have had to the season has been fantastic. Um, you know, the men's we sort of half expect to win win things, but with the women's, I think have been fan, fantastic. You know, under twenty ones are doing very well, like they always do. But our our women's um, this year, the way the start they've had, the football they're starting to play now has been really exciting for me. That's been a really a really real positive. But the, probably as ridiculous as this sounds, look. I don't want to segregate a specific part of the club, but one of the positives that has happened for me is our NPL teams who have not reached Division One, all of them, and the respect that they have for each other, these teams, and the unity that they have shown under the circumstances that they have been in and the respect that they've shown to their coaches and the way the parents have conducted themselves, for me, culturally, has been... The most positive thing that I can say, as uh, uh, I've really, really enjoyed, and obviously the sponsorships and, and the amount of sponsorships we got this year. No, I, I, I certainly probably agree with you. But something that I, I want to ask you, just as about your role, obviously yeah. at the club, how have you found this year for yourself personally? Yeah. Are you taking lots of deep breaths? How are you feeling? Yeah, look, when you've been doing it as long as me, problem. I don't know if this is a problem. But I'm so heavily invested in, in Paco. And the reason why I'm heavily invested is that Pascaval FC was started by my uncles. My old man um, came in that year. We're from a village in Macedonia. We're Vlarks. We, we, our, 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 our background is Vlark, which is a... Which is, we, uh, which is a, a Romanian... It's, it's a Latin language in the Balkan region... We're a, we're an indigenous type of people from the Balkan region, yeah. um, so we're always up against it. And these eleven, twelve, thirteen people got together and created this thing called Pascaval Soccer Club back then, and it was called Pascaval Pelister. Um, and Pelister is the, the region that we oh, come yeah. from, nice. you know. And Lizopol is this village that we come from, and. I know that sounds very basic, but it super impresses me that these people came to a foreign country, didn't speak a language, started a football club to get there together. And this is the story of, of football in this country. Uh, started to get the football club together. Um, I was born in that club. A lot of people that are still there were born in that club. Um, and we're still there. That doesn't mean it's our club. It's a club for everybody. So I'm heavily invested in the club. It's it's in my blood. It's in my DNA, um, and a lot of other people. So for me, the club means a lot. It means a lot. It's a very simple way to look at things. I was like, well, come on, it's only a football club, but it means a lot. You know, when you watch those movies, those shows about, you know, that, that uh, football belongs. Yeah. And um, there's this Portuguese guy that comes and goes, ah, football. It's like a disease, you know. <laughs> you can change this, you can change that, but your football club you can't change. And that, for me, is what what the club means to me. So it's hard for me to. Um, it's always positive for me, even when it's down. It's positive. So Absolutely. even when when when, I'm, when we're flying, it's positive. But when we're down, it's positive because I'm trying to fix something that I firmly believe in. Of these eleven, twelve, thirteen immigrants want to play soccer from a town that they, they, they grew up together, they went to school together, post-war post war, post -war um, Europe, 
and they came back to this country to make a better life for themselves. And and 56 years later, we're having a $7 million upgrade to our facility. We play at a CBS with one of the premium grounds in, in Australia. We're getting... We've got two other venues that will be getting upgraded soon. We've played at the highest level in Victorian football. And on top of that, we were part of a, a, a Think Save Her Kim campaign, which started at our club, which went global, um, which there's going to be a, a thing on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. It's coming out, a movie um, that, that's been made on Hakim and it's on, on Prime. So it's going to, it's a worldwide worldwide thing, So which showed the culture of our club. So all those things show positive Where it is, yeah. And I say to all our all our members and all our parents and, and and what have you, you know, you're under tens or under nines at the moment, might not be going for a great time. The coach might be having a tough day at the office. But please just be respectful because things football is cyclical and it will change. There's you might look at a team next to you at the same club doing extremely well and you might not be doing extremely well, but that's you know, everyone's that's got those stories. Everyone got those stories. Diego Maradona, you saw him playing in a, in a team in his local town. He, came, he, yeah. he toppled the world. So everyone has those stories. But football, it's got to be respected. You've got to be a good human being. And that is the most successful thing for me, is the quality of human beings that you meet in the game and at the club. It certainly is, and it's an important part of, uh, as you touched on, about you know building a club and building a great club culture yeah. to help everybody push in the same direction. So you know you can reach those goals yeah. the club as club has, and I'm sure that you know obviously the senior men's teams it's probably not going perfect at the moment, but yeah. the, the the journey to the top is actually not as far no. as you know maybe some people no. w- would think. But looking forward, yeah. what are you, what are you looking forward to for for the rest of the season for the club? Well, we're looking forward to you know the senior the senior men's really having a a, a crack at it. Um, we're looking forward to that to that happening. We're looking forward to um, the the under twenties, twenty ones to you know they're, they're they're up there also. We're looking forward to them having having a crack at it again. I mean we do it we do it year in year out with our under twenty one. So that's something that we're very proud of. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully a couple of more kids getting an opportunity in the senior team. Um, we've got a couple of players that, that played on the weekend, came on, that have been juniors with us from under sevens. I think that's a extreme positive. Um, we're, we've also got um, our women's our women's team, our senior women's team. That's for me is another very exciting exciting thing. The way that team has started. I'm looking forward to the facilities, the facility upgrades. They're just going to be out of this world. The place is going to be a proper football club. Um, high, two high-level um, pitches, you know, yeah. two CB Smith, um, you know, Bentley Greens quality type fields, um, brand new lights, you know, fencing around the ground, new coaches' boxes, you know, the whole hamburger. The whole works. whole hamburger with the lot, you know, a, a hybrid field. First hybrid field probably in Victor- NPL. Victoria Park, I think South Melbourne's actually got theirs, but outside that unbelievable Laptop. stadium. Um, so first hybrid field in Victoria, um, in APL level. Um, so yeah, we've got some really exciting some, things happening. Hey, what Lou's telling you is there's lots of exciting things. So you've got to come down to all the all the games, home and away with yep. the boys, because obviously the the fans they are such an important part of all the games. And uh, first step though, game against Preston this Friday. At CB Smith Reserve at eight fifteen, come down, yeah. check it out. 
need everybody to be absolutely loud. Yeah. We want to create a great atmosphere, right. and because we know the Preston fans are going to show yeah, up. Yeah, they'll be there. So we've got to you, we've yeah. got to have the Pascovale fans yeah. show up just in full yeah. force and create a great atmosphere. Yeah, my friend David Tetkowski, Preston of um, Preston, um, he he sort of asked. He said, "I'll have you as a guest." Um, um, Round one and um, come with a gift, um, but I'm hoping he comes with a gift and gives yeah, us the three points. Exactly, <laughs> because he didn't, I didn't reciprocate of him first time round. So ah, it's up to the boys. The boys will go out there give 100. percent I know they're going to put in a good show and and make the best team win. Absolutely, it's going to be a fantastic game. 8:15 tomorrow down at CB Smith Reserve. Come down early, get to parking, get ready for the game, get some food because we know it's going to be great. Lou, thank you for joining me here. We will be back for more Packer Radio next week. We promise this to be a very exciting and thrilling show. But once again, Lou, thank you for joining thank me. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But uh, bye for now. Thank you. That was great. You're listening to Packer Radio, brought to you by Senol on FNR. Football Nation Radio.